as usual, you know the leadership class is a, is a roundup, a culmination of everything we've learned from Sunday up until now. So I love that we've already been on the tune of lifestyle throughout the nation. So I'll follow up on Pastor Daniel's beat before I get into what I want to say. But first of all, as usual in leadership class, I always usually get you to write something. And I think you remember Sunday's word. Do you remember Sunday's word? Or you've forgotten by now? Good morning, Pastor Trendy. Sunday's word was adaptability, right? So if you can quickly write down for me on the screen what you were able to adapt to you struggled with before, but after Sunday's word, you began to adapt to achieve results. What were you able to adapt to? Someone can say, I started to adapt to my punctuality problem. Can be punctuality. Sometimes you think it's cool to come late, like I used to say. You can't, you can't be a leader, a global leader, and be coming late, isn't it? Maybe to your friend's party, but not to global events like leadership class, Sunday service, Thursday covenant service. You don't go late to work. And if you're an entrepreneur and you've not learned how to wake up early, because you're an entrepreneur, you set your own wake up time. That's also a problem you should have adapted to by now. I'm not seeing anything come on the screen. It's not too long for you to say. Unless you've forgotten Sunday's word, then that's a problem. But you are able to adapt to people management. You're someone who manages a lot of people, maybe even your house head. You struggled with the blend of people in your house. That's the faith in the city says adapting to personalities in the corporate world. Adapting to pressure. Because we must always make this word like new, like now, current. So after the word on Sunday, your assignment as listeners of the word, hearers of the word, and doers of the word was to go back into the workplace, the marketplace, and put the word of adaptability into something. Erica says, I've been able to adapt to the organization of myself. That's good. So if you're, if you're not organized as an individual, you may not see it yourself, but others will feel it. Others will, will experience your disorganized self. They'll experience your confusion. Adapted to better ways of dealing with business issues. I think one of the biggest graduation you can have in business is the day you speak to a lawyer about your business. Issues. I can't imagine a global businessman that does not discuss with his lawyer about his business. That means you're not, you're not yet in that space of business. So if your business is just that you've registered on company's house, which is £12, takes approximately 24 hours to get your certificate, then you made your website and you sold a few products. You just started. You're not doing business. 
at the point of negotiating with lawyers and speaking about issues, then you know you have a business. I love that. Been able to adapt to handling young parents and understanding the importance of leading. Importance of leading is an adaptation you have to fall into. Sometimes you're a leader, but you've not taken the time to actually deep, like we say, deep that you're a leader. The importance of leading, meaning that accept that people will go astray unless you move. Don't blame them for their inability to produce results when you've not moved. When you've not set an example. Don't blame them for their confusion if you're the leader. Did you make it clear? If you're the leader, did you set the direction? If you're a house leader in the morning, what I do in the gold house every morning, I send my message in the morning into the house chat, motivational in, in, in sense, to make everyone know that I'm not on a jokey mood, I'm ready for work. So if you catch me down the stairs, get out of my way if you're not ready for the day. And everybody replies back, then I can gauge the temperature of the house. Are they ready to achieve this morning? First, I start off with banter, and then after banter, then I get into the serious thing. Adapting to deal, to deal clients' problems at work. Adapting to focus on my strengths. I'm adapting to the fact that I'm a problem solver. If you're a problem solver, then you just need to understand that there's always going to be problems around you. You're the person who doesn't panic in the face of problems. Because you're actually a solution person. Do you know that in business, there is actually a department for those problem solvers? Do you know how often you call the line, BT or your gas bill or whoever you call when you have an issue? Do you think, pardon, customer services, do you think they go the whole day hearing about praise? They go the whole day hearing different problems. Do they shy away? Do they say, I, I just didn't pick your call because, man, the last caller's problem was serious. So I just need to go and pray for a second, sir. Just give me some quiet time. <laughs> Actual department in business for problem solving. Not yet built a business unless you actually have that department. And maybe... At this stage of business or school, maybe that department is just you. Like the gentleman said, CEO, said he's now adapted to the fact that he's a problem solver. Adapting to learning deeper clinical skills outside of my training to problem solve easier at work. That's improving on your own skill. So we heard a word like we heard on Sunday. And from what you're saying to me this morning, it drove you to engage differently this week. You approached your issues with a different mindset. You were no longer afraid of problem. You relished problem because you knew it was your chance to adapt you knew that unless you adapt, what happens if you don't adapt? 
you become extinct. Do you remember the dinosaurs? Do you know what wiped them out was just a world issue of temperature change? They would have then just existed till today if that didn't happen, but temperature change wiped them out. And the animals you see today, you have to rate them, salute them, because they're the ones that adapted. They're the grandsons of, of the dinosaurs that adapted. Just said, there's no way this cold is going to kill me. I'm going to find a way. So I love that word on Sunday and I took some time to make sure that I went through it. Why? Because PT was speaking in the dimension of the word. And how churches and, well, churches have fallen off because of their inability to adapt. God did not come to give us the Old or New Testament. We created it. Go and look for a space in scripture where God says, now I give you the Old Testament and now I've given you the New Testament. Do well to study the Old and the New Testament. You will be bold and courageous. Have you found that scripture yet? Doesn't exist. At every point in time, he said to meditate on what? The word. Simple. The word cuts across generations. The word cuts across time. The word is not limited to a time. It's not limited to a, a, a season. Oh, it's the season of the word. Sometimes we say things that are so funny. It's just this. I'm just in the season of the word right now. And you then sound so cool. Like, wow, that guy is in the word season. <laughs> what season were you yesterday then? <laughs> the word cuts across all seasons and all generations. The same word he spoke to Joshua. The same word that Jesus would have to meditate on to go to the cross. Be bold. It's not an Old or New Testament. We named those things. Then we called our, our book the Bible. Have you ever heard in scripture where God says, now I give you the book, it is called the Bible. I wish I had Morgan Freeman's voice. You know Morgan Freeman, anything he narrates sounds so cool. He said, here comes the Bible. And then the Bible came down and then everybody said, wow, this is the Bible. No, it just says the word. So what progress, what exists over time is the word. What suffers to time and seasons is covenant of Old Testament and New Testament. Your inability to translate the word into the now word. When it just becomes verses and scriptures of verses and memorizing. So churches were left behind because they were not able to adapt because of how they were reading, how they perceive and how they discern the word. So Daniel says, our auntie that was beating her kids. And I'm telling you, there's a scripture that says, spare the rod, something, something. So that's like every Nigerian parents or African parents' favorite scripture. They meditate on that one. Beating is normal in, in Nigeria. In my school in Nigeria, 
the person who sells the cane is outside the school gates. And as you're walking in, you see him there come with plenty different versions of cane. You know, if that's in UK, the kids will rush him, you know. Like, you really, you have the F1 tree to actually just sit here and be selling what abuses us. But we just walk in. We see him like, hey, how are you, so uncle? Everyone is uncle and auntie. Warped country. I had to call my teacher auntie and my male teacher's uncle. But they're not actually your uncle and auntie. So after they possessed me with that foolish knowledge, then I came to the UK. And I was in class and the teacher walked through the door. And I stood up. Good morning, uncle. <laughs> the most embarrassing moment of my life. I stood up and I sang this thing because that's how they taught us now. It's good. You stand up and you say, good morning, auntie. So I stood up and I said, good morning, uncle. Then I looked around. Nobody was standing. All the, everybody was just sitting down looking at me like, huh? And it was a Scottish guy. So <laughs> he walks and he goes, who are you? <laughs> Come on, lad, sit down. Sit down. I said, ah. These guys are crazy, you know. They didn't stand up for their teacher. <laughs> oh, the embarrassment. I think that's when every, the bullies were looking at me like, we're going to come for you. <laughs> Lucky for me, I didn't have a Nigerian accent because I've been to school. Every school I went to was an American school. But I schooled more in Guyana, which is more like, um, it's more like the Caribbean. So I had half Jamaican, half American accent. So by the time the bullies came and I just said, hey, hey, man, you got to leave me alone. <laughs> so when they heard that, they said, hmm, this is interesting. No, 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 we'll keep you. Don't worry, it's fine. We'll, we'll, we'll spare you. <laughs> I had teachers that would just speak to me just to hear me talk. Like, there's no issue. Just always asking, ah, you okay? You good? And then I'll start singing the guy. Guyanese... Caribbean accent is more like a song, isn't it? I start singing my thing. Thank God no one in Nation Family um, heard me then. Because Nation Family, you guys are unforgiving. Whether senior pastor or evange, you guys deal out damage to whoever. <laughs> you can't be caught slipping in this nation, isn't it? But I was just saying that the word... The word evolves. So what God expects from us today under the word is to be able to hear what he said today under the word. Meaning that the Bible was actually a progressive book. It was not supposed to stop in Revelation. There was a sect, Catholic Church, let me just say their name. And when they created this thing, they told us it stops in Revelation now. This is the Bible. Under what inspiration? Because if it's the word, that means he's speaking and he's still speaking through his son. So actually the book was supposed to continue, but not. it's not the book, the Acts 
of those who heard the word is supposed to continue, is timeless. Not supposed to stop in Paul's life. It was, it's a progressive book. The detailing of the results that came from the word, unless you adapt, unless you take your current surroundings and you paste them next to the word to see what result the word would give you, meaning your problems of today, then you're not hearing the word. You might just be reciting the Bible. Every season, every generation, the word has something to say about what's happening then. Yeah, that's how the word works. So if the Israelites are being attacked by the Philistines, really and truly under the atmosphere of the word, you're not supposed to care about that. That's then. If you read that a thousand, two thousand years ago, it would get you like, oh yeah, I, this makes sense. Reason why we lose generation is because they've not yet written the word, but how a young lady took the word to set up in Knightsbridge. It's still an achievement under the word. But if you're not able to translate the winds of the word today, you fall into religion. That's where religion comes in. What's my concern that David went to the Mount Sinai and then came back and his face was glowing? What's my concern? There's no problem today that makes me have to go to a mountain. So the issue is they read that, then they decide it's prayer time. We have to go to the mountain. And the mountain became a spooky place. Just a mountain. If Moses had Oxford Circus and Selfridges, he'd be there. It's not there. What they have is mountain. Like the best scene and the best moment is a mountain right back then. Yeah, because you climb the mountain, then you look around, you go, wow. You still do that now, even if you climb mountains, isn't it? So if we're, if we're unable to start bringing the word to our current circumstances and get the word involved with our, in our life, get the word involved in your life, you will quickly stop seeing the value of the word. You won't know when to trigger the word. What is the word? It's the way how I think. The word helps me think and my thoughts lead to my actions. So if I continue reading about a guy that crossed the Red Sea and my issue now is that the lawyers have told me that the store next to me doesn't want me to construct an, a, an upstairs or a second floor. I won't know that the word actually has a word for me to engage in that problem. Because all I will see in the word is a man crossing the Red Sea, splitting the Red Sea. It's our duty as nation family to make the word of today 
rewriting the word through your life. It's actually your responsibility to get results on behalf of the word. As in, you focused on words that changed your mindset that helped you get a result. I didn't give up until we signed the papers to the store. I didn't give up until I grew my finances from a thousand pounds to a hundred thousand pounds a month. How did you do this? I focused on the word of bold and courageous. Now you can omit Joshua's own story. The generation coming forward in the nation family should not have to read about Joshua and Moses. Should be books and readings about you and I here now. The more you understand this, the more you actually begin to embrace problems and resistance. You embrace problems and resistance because it's opportunity for you to get a result that you can brag on or tell a story about. Life is just about stories. Don't stop telling stories of your wins. Don't let anyone stop you from talking about when you, when you won against something. I'm sure that Joshua must have lived a long life. Why do we only talk about one moment in his life? We've painted a picture of a man based on one moment. Sometimes you're just waiting for one moment in your life to define the rest of your life. There's, there's just one win. So if I'm taken to court for something, I'm not going to panic because I'm going to court. If you're a madman with the word, you're wearing your suit for, for, for the courtroom with joy. It's a moment for you to come against government and win. So it's a story moment. You need a story. What's a preacher without stories? What's a preacher without stories? You need to have these stories because they're what depict and paint picture of who you are. Telling me about a young man called David. Today we keep on talking about slaying a bear and slaying a lion. How many instances of seeing a lion and a bear will you encounter on now if you live here now? Make your way to um, central London. How many lions and bears will you meet? If we keep David in our hearts in that dimension we will not be able to hear the word. The word that even caused David to have the boldness to go against something as terrible as those two things, those two animals. So that's the adaptability of the word. That today's lion and bear is my opposition in business that chooses to take clients from me. No matter what the name of the magazine is or the institution is, that's today's lion and bear. So that you're not stuck just reading something, looking at lion and bear. You understand a lion is a taker. A predator. A bear is a taker. As in, when a bear is walking, it does not consider what is his and what is yours. When it sees what you have and it wants, 
How many bears or lions have you ever seen come to ask you or have they sent you a proposal before? Have you ever gotten an email from a lion saying, hi, I'm, I'm Mr. Lion and, and I'm, I'm terrible, but I want to negotiate with you. I don't think that's what David encountered. I think when the lion came, it did not bother speaking to David. It just roared and dragged one of the sheep with him. I think in that moment, David would have picked up his staff and tried to run to go and save the sheep. But always in a pack, one will be singled out. I think as the lion was dragging the one, then David is walking after it like, no way, no way, no way. You're not going getting away with this. If you wake up in the morning, wake up, Ty. If you wake up in the morning and you haven't heard the word that will let you challenge every day your opposition is taken from you if you're not engaging. You might not see it physically but every day you choose not to engage. The opposition is taken, winning. They're built to fight and they're built to kill. If you're in finance and you're the leader of a bank, if your opposition is HSBC, HSBC don't wake up saying, oh, today we're just going to take it easy. The mark of a predator is he can't help but kill. As in, if a lion is amongst us now, even if he's not hungry, yeah, there's, there's a hungry lion. That's just a big problem. But even if he's not hungry, he's still going to kill. Why? That's what he's naturally supposed to do. So we, we have to be careful when we're hearing the word that we're always bringing it into today's circumstance so that we're not left behind in the world obeying commandments that actually have evolved They've evolved to today's circumstance. But you're still in the Old Testament. You're still in praying and fasting, waiting for a word to dawn on you. What do you want to read for me? You want to read something? Hebrews 4, 12. Uh-huh. For the word of God is alive yeah. and active. Yes. Sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Yes, I, I, I think it's important to note this down in your, in your notes. This is leadership class, so you should be taking your notes. It says very clearly here that the word is alive. It's not dead. So the word has adapted. I need you to, to really deep this with me this morning. If the word is alive, it means that from the moment the word became till now, it's been living. So the word is not expecting you to approach him with horses and chariots. It knows that that time has passed. It's alive. It's not dead. The, the word also knows that people today are wearing 
shirts and, and jeans. They're not wearing um, cloaks. It knows that time has passed. It's alive. I need you to know that the word is very much aware of what you're up to right now. The word is aware. The word knows that you're in a world where you should be dealing with lawyers and, and, and the authorities. You should be dealing with banks. The word knows it's alive and it's active. It is not asleep. It does not need to be reminded. It does not need to be coached on, you know in these days, Lord, it's, it's quite hard though. It's not like before. The word is alive and active. And what does it do? It says here, to divide the soul and spirit, joints and marrow, it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. You need to underline thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Why? Not just your thoughts is important, but your attitude is also important. If you're a leader or you're a leader in training, whichever one you want to consider yourself as, you would know by now that your approach to a situation can change a situation. I'm, I don't know about you, but have you ever approached something with so much anger before? So much focus before? The way you approach something at times, the attitude depends on how that thing is going to react to you. So sometimes you can approach your issue with a, with a calmness. But this calmness is like you're shy. Like, ah, I'm not sure if I can actually do this. I'm not sure if it's time. And religion makes us think like that sometimes. I'm not sure if it is time for me to do this. Stop waiting for the answer of time. If you read the word and you insaturated your mind and heart with the word, you would have the right thoughts about that thing. The right thoughts are thoughts like, go and do it. Go and take over. Go and win. And the right attitude is focus and bravery, boldness. That I'm not going to stop knocking on the door of this thing until I achieve a result. So I'm looking at this current age and things that are happening in this age. I, you, you and I would never believe that Elon Musk will go and buy Twitter for $44 billion. Do you know that in another time, and when I say another time, I'm not talking about hundreds of years ago, maybe just like five, ten years ago. If you're a billionaire with 44 billion, what will you go buy? Will you not go and buy a football team? Okay, if it's not a football team, you might buy a basketball team. Everyone will rejoice for you. Whoa, Elon Musk just bought the Knicks. Wow, mad. Or LA Lakers. Maybe you go and buy a yacht or something. But just to show us the change of the time, this guy goes to buy something that does not exist. Uh, do you understand what just took place? A man went to go 
and raise $44 billion to buy something you cannot hold. The parents of another generation are talking about, I put my money in bricks and mortar. Bricks and mortals. I hate that word, mortals or mortals. Whatever they, they always say that. It has, it's bricks and mortar. You go to Croydon right now and they're holding wealth campaign or wealth conference. Property investment. It's the best investment you can ever have. <laughs> Shift has happened. But the man who is still stuck in the word of yesterday and has not adapted to the current world is still looking for physical structures to put his money in so he knows where he's gone. How do you go away to raise money to buy something that's just a website? As in Twitter is www.twitter.com. Done, simple, that's it, 44 billion please. Huh? Unlike Google, have you seen Twitter's theme park, Twitter's um, HQ? You know, Google have a big HQ. Maybe we can say, ah, but the Google HQ is bigger. No. So when the times change, you only you need the word to know when the times change so that you can remain in the season so you can adapt. You can adapt according to this time. Anyone who is an astute business person will now know that the unseen now has a price. You will now be more careful on your digital footprint. You pay more attention to your digital footprint because it now has a value. I don't know if you went away thinking that or if you want to be just those who just discuss, ah, Elon Musk bought Twitter 44 billion. Wow, wow, wow. Digital footprint has a price now. Those of you who are entrepreneurs, if you have a website, then you have to just be that much more you know, finicky into the details of how you portray yourself. Actually, can we go as deep as to saying that the physical world is almost vanishing now? It's vanishing and everything is going online, for real. Your online systems, are your online systems built or is Lady Joe still reliant on meeting people face to face? How is your online systems, man? How is the back end? As far as I'm concerned, Twitter is just a back end. So when we're thinking about 10x lifestyle, I need us to start also setting targets that would allow us to adapt according to today's world with the word. The word does not need to be brought into the now. The word is always now. Is if you have been able to read the word according to now. So many things stop you from reading the word according to now. Culture stops you. 
Things that you've been through also stop you from reading the word according to now. Things you've been through could have been things you've attempted to do and you've not succeeded in. If you've not succeeded in something, sometimes it makes you not want to, you're not able to look forward anymore. You keep on dwelling on that mistake. You don't have the boldness to push forward. So I'm, I'm, I'm calling for that. It's in 10 times the lifestyle will be you going through your targets as a leader and setting targets for yourself at 10 times the, uh, the rates in which you're producing right now. Be bold enough to set your targets 10 times ahead of where you are now. On a money level, Set your target 10 times above where you are now because the physical body is going to be slow. So allow your mind to draw you and lead you into where the word already exists. If my mind is going to do that, I need to set my targets 10 times ahead. I need you to write that down. My money targets need to be set 10 times ahead. So the importance of targets making, even when it comes to seed giving, for you personally as leaders and for you personally as house leaders and business leaders, if you don't wake up with a money target, then unfortunately for you, you will just be, you won't even be in the moment where the word is. Oh my days, how do I how do I say this? If you don't set a target that's able to draw you into the presence of the word, you will still be left behind doing things where the word has already left those conversations. Do you know that at a stage in time? They're saying to the disciples, why don't you guys fast? And Jesus had to remind them to say, how can they fast when the bridegroom is here? Meaning the word is here. So fasting, the activity of fasting is void. That's what I'm trying to break down today when it comes to the word. But the word only works when you set target next to it. It is impossible to do the word without a target. Because the word is not in any time. The word is not in the past. Neither is the word in the future. The word is in a time called now. And according to physicists, now is not even a quantifiable time by time, like 12 p.m. or 6 p.m. Now is your arrival point. It's just called an arrival point. Physics says that time actually acknowledges the time called now. But physics says that goodness is now, according to the word, meaning according to the mind, is different from P.O.'s now. P.O.'s now sees goodness as a world leader. But if goodness's mind is not yet there, then her now is still in that she's organizing love house and love house only. She's not able to push the house forward. 
Now is a time. In order to get to the space called now, you have to set target. So if an Elon Musk wakes up and says that he's going to take men to the moon, guess what? It will happen. Because in the time of past, future and now, it's already happened. (laughs) The word is not waiting for it to happen. The word is already there. He's just waiting for a man to set the target to draw him close into that time. (laughs) We're going to get into it, but Mm, do you want to read something? Go on. 1 Corinthians 9, 24. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Uh Run in such a way as to get the prize. I love this scripture. It says run in such a way. He didn't say run fast. You're not getting said do you not know that in a race all the runners run that's standard running is standard but only one gets the prize run in such a way he's not told you to run fast he says run in such a way as to get the prize meaning whatever it takes to win do it As far as you get the prize. You can set targets for yourself. In the middle of the race. Maybe the person that's running fast now. Hasn't got the capacity to finish. Because their stamina is lacking. So he's not asking you to run faster Eben. He's saying run in such a way that. When they're getting tired, you're still going. So I always say to people that complain about business, and someone says to me, oh, um, why is there so many of the same business in the nation? Or if you're a business leader, or if you're a business person, you should know that someone is going to start the same business as you. Duh. It's like, you start a hair business. Another lady also likes hair. She's going to start a hair business. You start a football club. Another guy is going to come tomorrow and start a football club. Even if leadership tells them, crash your club to work with him. Some way, somehow, it will split again. Competition is healthy. For the kingdom to be able to appoint who is perfect for leadership in a space It needs to see you compete first. The word is not going to attach himself to a weakling. David is not a weakling. We said it last week that David was actually picked because of his skill. The word has seen how David pastors the sheep and believes that he can pastor the people. The word wants to see how you take on your day, how you take on school. The word is a glory hunter. You guys call it glory hunter, right? Those who just support the team that wins. The word too looks at people 
with discernment to decide who he wants to attach to because what? The run, run in such a way as to get the prize. The person who considers these words So I've, I've then started to set target for myself with money. I was listening to someone and he was saying about the money target. The money target you set, do not consider buying a house. We've said this thing many times, but he was talking about it. He was saying that as you're young, whilst you're young, all of your financial targets should be greedily towards the development of you. Meaning you should rent a house for as long as you can. You should get a jet as long as you, as, as quickly as you can. Everything and anything that can be a tool for you to, to push in business, you should go for it. Start setting yourself target. I learned this week also that the rich buy jets. Because they know how to write off the expenses on the jet. So, I learned this week, you don't have to be a billionaire to have a jet. You would love that, Daniel, because we were talking about jets and yacht. So, I've set a target now, I need to have a jet, like this year. I've learned that actually, you can get a jet, and you can write off, meaning you won't have to pay the petrol, the maintenance. You don't have to pay. You can write it off. I don't know if, you know if you get what I mean by writing it off. If I explain to you now, then you take the secret and go do it yourself. So let me, let me leave you guys in confusion. Let me just go and do my thing, Joe. So PT can brag of me on Sunday. Wow, PT has got a jab. But I'm just saying that unless you set certain target, you remain in a space where you think, ah, but what's going on with this word though? I'm meditating on the word. So that we don't be like people who hold the word and you take the word waiting for the word to do a, a, a miraculous move and you've not done nothing. That's called abracadabra. Hocus pocus. Go to James. Let's go. James 2, 14. Uh-huh. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, yeah. if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Uh-huh. Can such faith save them? That's a very good question, James. Thank you. So what good is it, Reese? My brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds. Can, can such a faith save them? Go on. Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. Read, read it in the message though. I think maybe message might be interesting. Dear friends, uh -huh. do you think you'll get anywhere in this? If you learn all the right words, but never do anything. Imagine this though. Do you think you get anywhere? If you learn all the right words, but never do anything. Like there's SoundCloud junkies, you know. 
Then after the SoundCloud, they just switch it off and just sit down and say, yep, yeah, the word will move. How? The word will just drag you. How? The word is not going to drag you. Don't be those SoundCloud, don't be a SoundCloud junkie. I don't know if any of them exist. Junkie as in you just listen and you don't do. Because I, I listen to a lot of SoundCloud. I'm a SoundCloud junkie. So maybe not SoundCloud junkie is not the right word, the right term to coin them with because I'm definitely a SoundCloud junkie. But never do anything. Go on. Does merely talking about faith indicate that a person really has it? I love this. Does talking about faith indicate that a person really has it? You know when you, you're, you're speaking and you're speaking and you... You, you sound like, whoa, this guy sounds mad. Ah, I love this. Does Meli talking about faith... <laughs> Stephen is excited. Does Meli talking about faith indicate that a person really has it? The word is asking you, like, let's now judge if you really have the word. If you talk in the word, does it mean that you talking the word means that you have the word? Uh-huh, go on. For instance... You come upon an old friend uh-huh. dressed in rags and half starved and yeah. say, uh-huh. Good morning, friend. Be clothed in Christ. Be clothed in Christ. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Do you, you, you know what I mean? Like, you see, oh, you, don't worry, all will be well. You know how churches do that? They're hungry. The people are hungry. With this scripture, I, I then put a challenge to churches in Nigeria. Are there any? Because you're actually not allowed to show your faith by just talking your faith. Those who have come to hear the word are hungry. You're preaching at a hungry man. Hey, hey. As in, he's not eating. And you're telling him, be bold and courageous. So I'm hungry. And, and the warped mind even tells them that maybe my problem is um, that I'm not bold. They're just hungry. Yeah. And you say, good morning, friend. Be clothed in Christ. Be, be filled with the Holy be Spirit. Be filled. Wow. I lo- you know that one? If you're, you can't take the medical mountain unless you're just filled. Sounds so mad. Yes, you have to be filled. But James is saying something here. Uh-huh. And walk off without providing it's so much as a coat unbelievable. or a cup of soup. Where does that get you? He said, then you walk off not providing, not even a jacket. You didn't hand out no drip. No food, nothing. He said, where does that get you? And I'm, I'm using this to talk about target setting because you see, unless you have certain results... You're trying to preach the word and preach the gospel, but they're not going to want to hear you. You're trying to be a beacon of hope for the word, but your results are pegged. The word is pegged to your results. Meaning that the word you give is one-to-one with the results that you have. You don't have a more powerful word than the results that you display. Go on. Isn't it obvious that God talk without God acts is outrageous nonsense? Is this the word that we're reading this morning? It said, isn't it obvious that God talk without God acts 
It's outrageous what? Outrageous what? No, a wicked guy. Yeah? <laughs> outrageous nonsense. No, do it with me though so that we can... Outrageous nonsense. Uh-huh. Now I feel like a Nigerian politician. <laughs> See, isn't it obvious? And vice versa also. You can't just come talking results, results, results and no word. And also you can't talk word, word, word and no results. What makes a leader is the word pegged to the results that they've achieved. What makes them follow David is because he's killed a lion before. He's got talks that talk but he also walks the walk. Can't be talking about sowing and your leader is not sowing. It's outrageous nonsense. Can't be talking about taking risk or or building business or building system and you've never built no system. Think system can be defined if you see four fellowships in different communities without the leader in every point at the same time. Isn't that a system? At Tulsa Hill, we had Brixton, Eastside, RBG, all going maybe on the same day sometimes. Didn't see a pastor on you in all of them, but there was a leader in all of them. That's still a system making. So if we're going to talk systems, according to the, this word, I have the right to talk to you about system. Because you've seen a system in action alongside the word. Your word is not more powerful than your results. You can't talk the talk and we're looking for your walk. What you've done that makes you speak in that manner and there's nothing. No. Says, the scripture says it's outrageous nonsense. So one of the key ways to level up with the word and enter into the space called now is to set target. You set targets so that you can get closer to the word. Do you understand me? You set targets to bring you closer to the word. The word. The understanding of the word grows in my life according to the targets I've set for myself. And how I go about achieving those targets. Start from Monday to Friday on a problem solving on money and I've been with the boys and we've set this culture now. From Monday to Friday, making sure that we end every week with a good turnaround. And I've seen what that's done for me in the word and I'm sure it's done something for you also. So I came to share it with the leaders across not just the Paul's family but the nation family. Monday strikes, there has to be a house target. Has to be a Lady Joe target. You don't actually know that these targets, as carnal as they may look or as, as, as not spiritual as it looks, it's what brings you into the space of the word because the word is in a place called now. That place is neither your future, neither is it your past. It's your realization point of your target. The word is hidden within the target. 
The word hides wherever I've set target. That's where the word dwells. The word dwells where I write my target, not my objective, my target. You start to see your capabilities and your, and your potential more. Your God, God-given abilities or your God potential becomes more real to you the closer you approach target. So set lofty target. Ten times what you would normally set. Don't let the year end in a way that it's ended previously. Don't let last year's results continue this year. James said, isn't it obvious? Go on, next verse. I can already hear one of you agreeing by saying, sounds good. Uh Uh-huh. You take care of the faith department. Uh I'll handle the works department. Do you see what I said to you? Now, the problem will be that if a leader goes away saying, what is the word and what is prayer or what is the word? It's just about results. James said, I can already hear you saying that. The problem. (laughs) Or one will say, I'm just going to handle the the prayer, the word side. You guys do the results side. Problem still. Uh Uh-huh, go on. Not so fast. You can no more show me your works apart from your faith than I can show you my faith apart from my works. You can no more show me. Meaning, these two are pegged. There's traders in the house, you know what I mean by pegged. Meaning, they're side by side. They're one to one. When I'm converting my results, God gives me a word. When I'm converting the word, God gives me results. Hey, You can no more show me your works apart from your faith than I can show you my faith apart from my works. Look at yourself now. The, the results you have is not the results of the word PT is preaching. Why? The results you have are the results of what you've heard. Man of God can preach till tomorrow. Your results will show you what you heard from that word. Your results will tell you how much of the word you discounted that day. It's not your reaction to the word. It's your results to the word. Your reaction and your results. So over time, the preacher of the word is watching the houses, watching his leaders, watching the people to see those who have really heard the word because their actions will prove in the marketplace of the word it's one to one you can't come to trade what you don't have can't come to buy the results of taking a mountain if you didn't hear that word if you heard the word that takes mountain you'd be uncomfortable you won't be able to sleep in leadership class you won't be sleeping under the word. You'll be, you'll be like, a, you'll be uncomfortable. <laughs> There'll be so much discomfort. You've heard something that doesn't give you rest. 
Thank you. So now I understand the word about the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. He's heard a word that's not allowed him to rest. Can't take nation. You can't rebuild. You can't build system unless you really heard the system word. Then you'll be possessed on system building. You won't need to be encouraged. You won't need to be tutored. Or you will need to be tutored actually, but you won't need to be encouraged. They won't need to poke you in the morning on, have you done this or have you done that? You will just be so attentive because there's a word that's disturbing you. Go on. Faith and works. Uh-huh. Works and faith. Wow. Fit together hand in glove. They fit together hand in glove. Uh-huh. Do I hear you professing to believe in the one and only God, mm-hmm. but then observe you and then and then observe you complacently sitting back as if you had done something wonderful? I love this. Look, it says, Do I do I hear you? Do I hear you professing to believe in the one and only God? Do I hear you professing that? Because you do. But then do I observe you after, after professing that? Do I observe you complacently? Meaning that there are some people that think that just by the belief in the word, they're going to take the world. That is wrong thinking. You have to set target. They think that by professing their belief, they're going to take the world. Wrong thinking. That's complacently sitting back. It says, then I observe you complacently sitting back as if you had done something wonderful. As if it's a big deal to, 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 to run around to say, yes, that I, I, I'm under the word. I'm hearing this word. Oh, you don't know me. Whenever PT calls, I'm, I'm on the job. Oh, you don't know me. When PO calls, I'm, I'm on the job. Or Pastor Sam or whoever. It's not enough. That's professing belief. Complacently sitting back as if you had done something wonderful just by professing belief. Uh-huh, go on. That's just great. He said, that's just great. Demons do that. Can you imagine this? He said, demons do the same thing. <laughs> you know, I read this and I said to myself, come on, man. Who are you preaching to, James? I, I need to see that the congregation. Who are you preaching to? He said that by the burying yourself into a sound cloud, the moment you come out of the sound cloud, that moment where you actually believe everything you heard, he said, demons do that. You know, demons know who he is. Like, they don't deny him. <laughs> Come on, man. They don't deny. They know. They know he's king of kings. They know. They know the government is on his shoulders. They know him. They know. They too hear the word and go, that's true. We believe that that guy is mad. And that's the problem. That's, that's our problem with him. He's that powerful. He said, that's just great. Demons do that. But what good does it do to them? That's right. Use your heads. Do you suppose for a minute that you can cut faith and works in two and not end up with a corpse on your hands? So you have to go back and read through this scripture. 
Say, use your heads. Do you suppose for a minute you can cut faith and works apart and not end up with a corpse? Meaning that whatever you do once you separated the two won't have life. So if we're talking about new age leadership, global leaders, 10 times the lifestyle, these are people that hear the word but have not left it to just the hearing of the word. These are people that meditate on the word, but they've not just left it to the meditating of the word. If you leave it to the meditating of the word, you run a risk in producing yesterday's results. Because to meditate on the word is to take verses and read. If I meditate... On the word, I'm meditating on verses. But at what point do these verses become now? They become now when there's a target that accompanies that verse, that word. I'm no longer just meditating on the words of Paul, but I'm meditating on it according to a target I've set for myself. To increase 10 times with clients this week. Or to subscribe 500 souls to my house. Go ahead. Wasn't our ancestor, Abraham, made right with God by works. When he placed his son Isaac on the sacrificial altar. Thank you. Isn't it obvious that faith... And works are yoked partners. Isn't it obvious that faith and works are yoked partners? So, it's more like you just saying to yourself this morning or this afternoon, as a global leader... Go slow to go over the word. Understand that you need to just get one word and produce results according to that word. Don't shift your focus until that word has given you a result. Are you hearing me? So this week, I think me and the guys, we... We, we, were, we set our target for the amount of money we wanted to run through this week and we exceeded that. Then we set ourselves a target of the people we needed to speak to and then we exceeded that. Sat down this week with a lawyer, QC, Queen's Council. But I don't think I would have been sitting down with the lawyer if I had not had the intention from that Monday morning to find a way through the system. I didn't know that there's a QC in crypto. Found a QC in crypto, cybersecurity and blockchain. Looked at the guy like, 
Hey, hey, you've, you've been here all this time. A conversation that has changed my whole system. You guys were there. Telling me how the, how the UK works with um, crypto, blockchain and Bitcoin and how, the kind of accounts you need to set up. But that's, for me, that's the word at work because if I did not have the target resolve within me that I need to find a way forward in this thing, I would not then have been led to that point. I think that there are results that you can only achieve. This is what I'm telling you because the word and results are pegged, meaning they're partners. There are results you can only achieve if you meditate much on the word. But you don't just meditate on the word. You're open to start to make a move on those words. No matter how weak or how fumbled your walk looks at the start of the week. The Monday with Pastor Sam, then you go into Tuesday. But you're still meditating on this word. To allow you to adapt to your current circumstance. My current circumstance right now is I'm dealing in a cryptocurrency world. Or a, a medical world or whatever world you're dealing with. So your responsibility is to find words that keep you soaked into those spaces until you find results. Then God can apportion that this person understands the word in this dimension. It's good to have a salon in Knightsbridge, but it's not just the target one should set. Now the leader has to be on to the next target 10 times. I said to you that for you to be able to chase the word, for you to be able to not die out in the season so that you don't become extinct like the dinosaur, you, your, your target setting has to be greatly far ahead of where you are. Has to be so far that you're relying on a word to pull you through. Don't set targets that are close. Don't give the word much chance to lead you. The word is ready for the journey. We have to set targets according to that. Next verse. Isn't it obvious that faith and works are yoked partners? Mm -hmm. That faith expresses itself in works that the works are works of faith. Yes. The full meaning of believe in the scripture sentence, Abraham believed God uh -huh. and was set right with God. Yeah. Includes it's his action. It includes his action. Hey. It includes his action. So I don't know if... You've ever woken up and thought, oh wow, this person is doing this, this person is doing that. You're looking at people on your TV that have certain results, but what stops you from getting their results is just your activity. Your inactivity is what has stopped you from producing the results you're seeing in front of you. It's not your incapability. How do I simplify this? I love what Pastor Daniel said. He said that being a billionaire is not down to if you get D or 
or C or A in school. A star is that you've, you were able to learn what you were given in class. Maybe, maybe even you're, you're good at reciting, so maybe you memorized. Maybe you didn't learn, you just memorized. So the problem would then be if we have a generation of people who have just memorized curriculums that were given to them, but they've not actually learned anything. When you learn something, it becomes a part of you. You start behaving according to what you've learned. So that might be a flaw there in the educational system. That the rewarding of grade in a standard that does not judge our differences might just be producing one person in every generation. Meaning that you can have a class of 60 graduates, but now you've just made 60 people one person. Because you gave them a curriculum that they memorized. Maybe within the economics curriculum of that class, it taught them about bricks and mortar. It taught them about the importance of location, location, location. These are all good teachings, but in a time when it was relevant. The problem is in that class of 60, everyone graduates and now they're just that thing. You no longer have the individuality and the differences of the people. You've sucked out their differences. So whereas one of them was meant to be an eccentric designer, you've now made them an accountant. Or you've made them an account or you've made them a designer who thinks like an accountant. That's gonna be a problem. So I love when it says in, that actually the full meaning of belief in the scripture sentence, Abraham believed God and was set right with God, includes his action. Uh-huh. It's that mesh of believing and acting that God Abraham named God's friend. It's the mesh. It's the coming together of believing and acting that made Abraham to be called God's friend. The moments where you meditated on the word, where your thoughts are the word, you can actually trust your thoughts and what you think of, but the problem is now you're thinking the word, but you're not doing it because you're afraid. You're scared of perception or what people will say if you go to do something. I do not believe for one second that there is someone out there that is better than me. I'm peculiar to me. If I'm hearing the word, unless I act the things I'm hearing in my mind, the world will be robbed of seeing new results and creativity they've never seen before. I want to bless the world with my life story. For me to bless the world with my life story, I would need to hear the word and do the word. I would need to act something so they can see something. I can't be someone just shouting and crying out. I have to be producing a result that's attractive. The result has to be attractive according to what I'm hearing. 
You know, PT said something on Thursday, speaking about power and suffering, right? And maybe you also want to take this down. This is a side note from what I'm talking about. But I quickly made a graph. And do you guys remember x-axis and y-axis? Do you remember x-axis, y-axis, you guys? Yeah. Shaw, Faye, you remember? <laughs> okay, which one is x-axis? Which one? Mm -hmm. <laughs> which one is x-axis? Which one is y-axis? You think? Are you sure? Those are the things they beat you for in class in Nigeria. Whoop your ass if you don't know. <laughs> oh my days. Anyway, so on the x-axis, where you have your vertical and your horizontal, right? I've put suffering. So you put suffering there slash passion. Put suffering slash passion on your y vertical put time the that graph will then show you over time power and how it's how power grows or builds over time You increase the threshold of your passion. If you, if you give up on something early, you miss out on the chance of seeing how influential it would have been. So if anyone is doing something and you've not even done three years, you're still just starting. In this system, you're classed as a company after three years. Before three years, you're called a startup. So consistency over time have stopped people from accessing the world. Because you just were not able to be consistent over time. At something, sufferings for something. Suffering for your passion. I thought to share that because it's important also in the space of leadership class that if you're doing something right now, whatever it is you're going to start setting target for, let it be things that you're ready to do till, the, till they pull you out, like till your, your burnt body is being pulled out. Like tomorrow, you're not going to tell us Lady Joe doesn't exist anymore. I'm going to be a pilot. Which is, is nice. We'll celebrate you. You know how it is. We'll say, wow, and then we'll clap for you that you're going to be a pilot. But then Lady Joe has not even done three years. It's not three years, has it? Still a startup. There are opportunities in the country that are still not open to you in this country as in United Kingdom that are still not open to you because you're not yet even three years old. 
Sometimes we're looking for results that we're not yet. We're not, we, we've not yet, uh, what's the word? The word escapes me. Not deserve. What's another word I'm looking for? Yeah, qualified. We're not qualified for yet. So time wants you actually to just continue doing what you're doing, but increasing the intensity over time. But you can end up giving up because you're not seeing the results you want. You build power over time. I'm saying that to those of you who have started something new or you're doing something, you're hearing these words, but sometimes you hear these words and you say to yourself, but why am I not making a billion dollars? Listen, you can't make a billion dollars yet. The pain and the passion, the suffering you've put towards the company does not translate as a billion. Over time, you may get there, but it will now be down to your consistency. Go to the next verse. Let's begin to round up. Is it not evident that a person is made right with God, not by a barren faith, but by faith, fruitful in works mm -hmm. the same with Rahab the Jericho harlot yeah. wasn't her action in hiding God's spies you can underline that wasn't her action uh -huh. in hiding God's spies and helping them escape uh -huh. that seamless unity of believing and doing what counted with God that's where I want to end so look at this now it says the same with Rahab the Jericho harlot wasn't her action in hiding God's spies and helping them escape that seamless unity? You got to underline that. It says there was this seamless unity of doing something and faith that happened. And that's, that's it. That moment there, you're going to produce a result of lifetime. How do I produce results that I can brag of for ages? It's it's a result that comes with the seamless unity of action and faith. There's a moment where you believe something so much and the same time you believe, you're hearing what you're supposed to do. At that moment when you, when you obey, when you carry out that action, God calls it word. That's word. That action there gives you a result you can brag about for the ages. This is how the harlot ended up in the word. This is how Abraham ended up in the word. It's a moment of believing something. Then an action comes up that you don't despise and you don't dispute. An action comes up that you don't argue with, that you don't disregard. You then merge the action with your belief in that moment, then you produce word. Timeless results that should be written about in the scriptures. If the scriptures of now are still being written, you and I should be in it. Not talking about the Bible, I'm talking about 
the word of God, the, the word in which God preaches, the word in which God uses to remind the nations that He is God, is still being written, but it's written when there are actions of belief and word that merge together. They produce this result that God can brag on. So I'm going into Sunday getting ready for another word. Not a word to put in my pocket, not a word to put in my bag, not a word to save in my notes. Some of you have very beautiful notes. Nothing wrong with taking notes. But at what point did your notes jump out at you and convict you to do something? Or did it just become a beautiful note written with bold letters and, and nice colors and now you put images next to the notes and you send your notes to your leader to tell your leader that you're studying the word? At what point did the bullet points from the notes jump out at you with an action that did not look like the word but it's the word? At what point did your notes become real and told you to hell we're just sitting down and waiting for a moment. Let me just create the moment right now. I'm, I'm going to make myself a spectacle in central London. That's what I'm going to do. Maybe your notes has told you to do something, but you've just been ignoring it because it's just your notes. It's just the sound cloud. When I hear the sound cloud, I just feel like, why don't you just do that feeling that you felt, man? I just want to call them right now and tell them a piece of my mind. Please just do it. Why don't you do it? Why do you wait to calm down in the moments of the word when the word has told you to do something? It's most likely the action the word was looking for. You're scared of the action of the word because the action of the word is so bold. Makes you do what you don't want to do, right? The harlots went to go and hide the spies. I'm sure the penalty of hiding spies could have been death penalty. What if the takeover did not happen? What if, what if the takeover of Jericho was not successful? Did the harlots consider that the takeover of Jericho may not have been successful? Then they would have traced down the person who let in the spies and the penalty for her would have been death. But you see, the moments of believing and hearing the word, the action to hide just came and she just did it. Then she's, she's engrafted in the word forever, for a lifetime, forever. We don't, is her name, Rahab. I'm just saying, God did not write the Bible, gave us his word. If you want to adapt to today's time, you take what God gave you because that thing has existed forever. It's called the word of God. Abraham never read Galatians. David never read Ephesians. We're blessed by those words because they're word. But I refuse to believe that the word is not still being written. Wherever it's being written, I decide to have a place within the word. I decide to have, you, you can decide this afternoon if you want a verse or if you want a chapter. But I think if you want a chapter, you've just become the person who is greedy enough to just say, I want this whole season to just be about me. And I'm going to hear the word and I'm going to do the word until 
everybody just uses me as a point of reference. That's how you get your own chapter. <laughs> Come as the, the face for a space. You can have your own chapter according to the word. It's 12 p.m. and I think it's enough for today. I think I've drummed in the point. Target setting for a 10 times the lifestyle. 10 times the lifestyle does not come by burying my head in my pillow, speaking in the spirits. No, it is good. It is proper. It is nice. But it comes like something, it fits in the glove of something called action. Action. That after praying in the spirit, that the feeling of boldness that sets on me, what did it lead me to do? Whatever the word led me to do is legal and allowed because it's the word. Whether it's been scripted before or not, I don't need it to be scripted. I need to write new scripts for the word. I think what they read in heaven is the word. I don't think they read the Bible. It's called the word. The scroll. I can put myself in the scroll. I can be a subject matter for angel. I can be a subject matter for the ecclesia in heaven. I can be a subject matter of study that this, this man, this human is just going above every protocol we've set and he's showing us the word. I believe there's a scripture like that where God says that it's, he's actually given it for us to reveal it is for us to reveal the word of God to the heavens, actually. I know there's a scripture like that. It's not coming to me. Your role is so important, guys. As the Sunday comes, as the next week comes, as I leave you to enjoy your Saturday, have your brunch and fellowship with the rest of your friends and your brothers and sisters, need you to understand that this faith fits in the, like a glove in the hand of action. If you're going to build the greatest recruitment company, um, Reese and William, it's not just hearing these words that make you bold. It's also going out on Monday and saying, if I made 100 calls, I'm going to do 300. It's an action. Yes, it's an action, but it's the word. That's, the word says I need an action to be real to you. If you don't set a target for me, how then will you see the power of the word? I need a target. I need a target, not just any target. I need a 10 times the target. It has to be a lofty target. It has to be, like Pastor Daniel said, it has to be a target like, Abraham, lift up your eyes. What do you see? Can you, can you perceive 10 times of what I want to give you? I don't want to give you a son. I want to give you a nation, descendants. I want to give you a people. Can you see the 10 times the target? The good thing is that Abraham can see the 10 times the target. So he's led to journey out of his father's house. He's led to put his son on the sacrificial altar. God says, no, this guy has seen 10 times the target. For him to do this, he's seen 10 times the target. That's what produces 10 times the lifestyle. Hey. <laughs> 10 times the lifestyle, 10 times the drip, 10 times anything you think. Anything, anything is 
The word has no way that it does not want to work. Do you understand? Wherever you want the word to work for you and you place it a 10 times the responsibility, you will see the word. Whether in your finances, whether in leadership, decision making, wisdom, drip, car, anything. Setting 10 times the target and, and putting the word to, to task, then the word drags you. It brings you out of the place where everyone is going extinct, sitting down. James said they're just sitting, waiting for the word to come alive, but it's waiting for the target. <laughs> Part of target setting is Jesus saying to them, Now it's time for Jerusalem. Let's go. Let's go for where I'm supposed to die. Let's go there. Didn't just sit down. Said, now let's go. Bring yourself out of sitting down, waiting for the word. Bring yourself into a new space, target setting space. Ten times the lifestyle, ten times the target. That's right. I see your comment. I see you, Pastor Daniel. Ten times the target. You know what made Aholiab the greatest designer of his time? They gave him 10 times the target to design an ark. Not to design clothes. Pastor Daniel can give himself the target of putting out products to a certain degree. Then, you know, the word, is, the word begins to work according to those targets. I need you to just understand what I'm saying. If you set the target, the word will work to the target. The problem is you're not target setting. You're not, you're not setting the target for the word. The word is not interested in a small target. It leaves you to that. But a target like I'm going to die and I'm going to resurrect... That's target setting, Daniel. A target like, I'm going to win souls, not on this world, but in the grave. How many soul snatchers have set target to win souls in the grave? You, you know, even your, your target setting has not even reached there. Christ set a target. The resurrection only happened because of the target he set, not because he wants to resurrect. The resurrection happened because... Christ has said, I'm going to win souls in the grave. So the word goes to work, not allowing him to see decay so that he can complete the target that he set the word. So until you've set the target that the word is interested in, you can spend a lifetime listening to the word until the word chooses to, to work with you. Unbelievable. You can spend a lifetime hearing the word and the word has not even decided to, to work with you yet. Just watching you do your thing because you've not said something that makes the word move. The word is, the word only, it said, remember I said to you that the word was with God. He decided to partner with God in the beginning. Why? God had set himself a target of creation. The word said, I can, I can deal with this. I can, I can work this kind of work. That's a lofty target, but what I do is lofty target. 
Go and check your target setting. You see if the word is working in your life. You see. By your results, you know. <laughs> yeah, 10 times the target on every damn thing. Every damn thing. We're going to build systems 10 times the target. The Rothschild have not seen the system that the night shield will, will build. That's the way you set target. Don't set target thinking about another person. Hey, don't set target thinking, oh, what will um, Pastor Suso think of this target? BT said to you on Thursday, write down what you have a passion for, your sacrifice point, what you're willing to, to sit down and, and be beaten up on over time till you produce power in that space. Write it down. Did you write it down? I hope you did. It's important that I'm conscious of the targets that I set so that I'm aware of where the word is working. And I can stand and give as myself as a witness to the word. <laughs> you not you don't get what I said, but it's fine. Because anyway, set target, just set targets. Go set 10 times the target. Setting yourself that 10, that's why I'm seeing all your comments coming through. It's very important. We round up from here. This is leadership class. This is what did we even call today's leadership class? 10 times the lifestyle. <laughs> Sorry, I'm in another zone. I'm, I'm thinking, should I say that word? Should I not say it? Nah. Listen, I've, I've packed up some stuff from Thursday. Mm, I'm not sharing it till I make that thing happen. It's going, I will make it happen. Let me share it with you. Then you start running out, going to do the, the word that I've digested. I'm gonna, what, should I digest it for you? Are you babies? Go and find your own word. <laughs> I love you. I love you. I couldn't believe what I heard. Like nothing is far away. It's just, where have I set myself to journey? Do you get what I'm saying? You, <clears throat> Some people are waiting for 10 years time. But you don't understand that if you set the word, the target today, it grasps you into now. Okay, you may not manifest it now, but according to the word, you're in the now. You're with that thing now. And slowly, you don't understand that your everyday behavior and move. Oh my God. You, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Your everyday journey, your everyday everything that you're doing is bringing you to the point of that thing. <laughs> It bringing you to the point of that thing. As in, you set the target of something and you, you thought that thing has to manifest in 10 years time because you set a 10 year target. But you don't understand the word. It's stubborn. Like you tell him that's what we're doing and he holds your hand. And even waking up tomorrow is another day closer to that thing but you don't know. It's bringing you to the point of establishing. <laughs> 